Welcome to the Skull Splitter Dice Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. Visit us at SkullsplitterDice.com for the best D&D dice in the realms. Enjoy the episode. Fighters are among the oldest classes in D&D. They were even in Men and Magic, the very first version of the D&D rule set. And while not so great at things like sneaking around, casting spells, or healing, when it comes to vanquishing their foes in melee combat, they absolutely excel like no other class. In this video, we're going to explore all the most powerful options for creating and playing a fighter. Fighter Builds Simply put, a fighter's primary goal is to be good at damaging their opponents with melee weapons. Most fighters will use a two-handed melee weapon or a one-handed melee weapon accompanied by a shield. Either way, most of these weapons use strength for their attack rolls. So for a traditional fighter build, you're going to want to make your highest roll your strength stat. Another option is to create a fighter that uses finesse or ranged weapons such as a crossbow, a scimitar, a rapier, or a short sword. These weapons are lighter and do not require strength to use effectively. Because of this, they use dex instead of strength for their attack rolls. If you plan on playing this type of fighter, make dexterity your highest ability score. It's pretty well known that constitution is important for just about any D&D character as it allows you to gain more hit points as you level up. So definitely make this your second highest stat as it will allow you to stay in the fight for much longer. Wisdom is another important stat for any D&D character. If you have a low wisdom, you may often, and probably have in the past, fallen victim to mental manipulation or spells that your foes have tried to inflict upon you. And wisdom is important for succeeding at perception rolls, which is probably the most common role that you will make in D&D. So definitely make this your third highest stat. So if you chose a traditional strength-based fighter, put your lowest rolls into dexterity, charisma, and intelligence. And if you chose a finesse or range type of fighter, put your lowest rolls into strength, charisma, and intelligence. So what's the best race when playing a fighter? Obviously you can choose whichever race you want, however I would say there are four that are more mechanically geared towards being a fighter than others. Starting off with the dwarf. All dwarves get plus two to constitution, which is great for any fighter, but mountain dwarves are especially good because they also get a plus two to strength. They also get dwarven resilience, which gives them a resistance to poison, and this is good for any character or class. Next up is the Dragonborn. Dragonborns get plus two to strength. In addition, they have a breath weapon attack that damages all enemies within an area of effect. Since fighters often struggle when combating multiple enemies at once, this ability shores up a weakness and helps to make the fighter much stronger. Next up is the Half-Orc, which I think most people will play when playing a fighter. They get plus two to strength and plus one to constitution, which makes them perfectly suited to this class. They also get a Relentless Endurance and Savage Attack, and these abilities can increase a Half-Orc's survivability and critical damage output immensely. And finally, there are the Elves. If you're playing a ranged or finessed weapon fighter, I would say the Elf is your best bet. Elves get plus two to Dexterity, and Wood Elves are an especially nice pick since they have a speed bonus from Fleet of Foot and are better at hiding thanks to Mask of the Wild. Martial Archetype. At level 3, you'll be able to choose a martial archetype, so let's go over what those are and what are the best features from each one. Champion. This archetype is best for players who don't want to make a lot of complicated combat decisions every single round. Improved Critical will let you critical hit on a 19 or a 20 as opposed to just a 20. At level 7, Remarkable Athlete will allow you to use your proficiency bonus on any strength, constitution, or dexterity check, including initiative rolls. This will allow you to win at initiative in many cases where you otherwise wouldn't. 
If you choose Champion as your archetype, just get into the fray and swing your sword around for as much damage as possible. It's really that simple. Battlemaster. This archetype gives you access to battle maneuvers, which opens up so much more complexity to combat. If you choose this archetype, combat superiority will give you three maneuvers and four superiority dice. You can expend a superiority die to use any of your maneuvers. Use trip attack to add one d8 to your attack roll and knock your enemy prone if they fail their saving throw. You can also use Repost to make a reaction attack against a creature that misses its attack against you. You can then add 1d8 to your damage for that attack. You can also make a menacing attack to do 1d8 of extra damage and make your opponent afraid of you if they fail their saving throw. And then we have Eldridge Knight. This is basically a fighter-mage hybrid type of specialization. At level 3, spellcasting allows you to learn two cantrips from the wizard spell list and gives you two first-level spell slots. You can use shield to gain plus 5 to your AC, or acid splash to damage more than one enemy at a time. Thunderwave is also a powerful spell for an Eldridge Knight to have. It does 2d8 thunder damage in a 15-foot cube surrounding you. It can also knock your victims back 10 feet if they fail the saving throw. Basically, Eldridge Knight is great if you want to be able to be a fighter that has some spellcasting flexibility added in. So what are the best class features for a fighter? Well, there are definitely a ton available to you, but I would say only a select few are ones that you would use constantly, so let's go over those. Fighting Style at level 1, you can choose a fighting style to specialize in. If you want to use ranged weapons, definitely choose archery to get plus 2 bonus on your attack rolls. If you want to use a sword and shield, however, choose dueling to get that same attack bonus on your rolls. For fighting with 1 and 2 handed weapons, you'll want to choose great weapon fighting to let you reroll 1s and 2s on damage, as long as you're willing to keep the second roll. These are easily the best fighting styles. Action Surge. At level 2, this gives you an extra action per short rest, making it extremely useful to take out that last wounded enemy. Extra Attack. This one's pretty self-explanatory. As a fighter, your damage comes from your weapon, and the more attacks you do, the more damage that you do. You get this feature at level 5, and it scales further as you get to levels 11 and 20. So let's talk feats. As you gain levels, increasing your ability score through ability score improvement will definitely be the best way to make a fighter. However, if your primary stat is already at 20, these are probably the best feats for your fighter to have. So let's start with Shield Master. If you use a sword and shield, this will give you a variety of benefits. You can knock a foe back with your shield, or you can use your shield's AC to help on deck saving throws. If an effect would make you take half damage on a deck save, you can use your shield to protect yourself on a successful save, reducing the damage from half to zero. Sharpshooter. If you use ranged weapons, take this to prevent attacks at long range from imposing disadvantage. You can also completely ignore half cover and three quarters cover, and it allows you to take a negative five attack roll penalty in exchange for plus 10 to your damage roll. These are all great benefits for anyone that's using ranged weapons. Resilient. This lets you increase an ability score by one and gain proficiency in saving throws using that chosen ability. Many fighters have low wisdom, making it easy for them to be dominated by magic and psychological effects. Use this feat to increase your wisdom and help make more saving throws in these situations. We briefly mentioned this earlier, Great Weapon Master. If you use two-handed weapons, choose this feat to give you a bonus action anytime you get a critical hit or kill an opponent. You can also use this to take a negative 5 attack roll penalty in exchange for plus 10 to your damage roll. Crossbow Expert. 
Another great feat for ranged weapon fighters, although it can only be used specifically with a crossbow. As long as you have a loaded hand crossbow with you, this lets you make a bonus attack with it anytime you make an attack with a one-handed weapon. So what are the best fighter skills? Well, fighters mostly rely on their class features and feats to accomplish things in-game. However, there are a few skills that can be useful to fighters, one of those being athletics. This can help you shove or grapple your opponent and help it keep it from happening to you in turn. Perception is another good one, as it can help you find clues and avoid dangerous situations. Although, to be honest, I would say that any D&D character should have a high perception, as it's one of the most, well, common roles in the game. And if your charisma isn't awful, take Intimidation if you want to help scare information out of NPCs, or if you want to scare away NPCs. Let's wrap up this video with some Xanathar's Guide to Everything updates, starting with Arcane Archer. Just firing arrows can get boring in combat, so why not fire arrows that can go around corners or explode with magical effects? Pick this up if you want to play an archer that has a few tricks up their sleeve. Cavalier. A lot of people pass this up because they don't exactly count on having a mount at all times. Thankfully, 5e Cavaliers are just damn good sword and board fighters regardless. Cavaliers force duels. They also gain bonuses for wielding sword and shield, and yes, are also good at charging people down while on mount. Grab this if you want your fighter to be the type of person that shouts, I challenge you to a duel every single combat situation, although I can't promise that your party won't get annoyed of that. And finally, there's the one that I think a lot of people had been asking for for the fire class, it's Samurai. The core of this archetype is the Fighting Spirit, which just lets you choose to gain advantage on your next swing and temporary hit points three times a day. You're also a Samurai, which is just, in my opinion, kind of worth it alone. Samurai are just awesome to me. You get a bonus skill and some rather useful diplomatic abilities as well, but that fighting spirit and the inherent cool factor of just being a samurai are the main reasons you pick this up. At least, at least to me. <laughs> Fighters are often seen as a boring class, and I think most of that just has to do with their longevity in the game itself. They usually can't cast spells or heal, and they don't have cool rogue abilities like Supreme Sneak and Assassinate, but as this video has shown, they do have many options that can be used to flesh them out. Regardless of how you choose to build your fighter, I do hope this video has given you all the information you need in order to join combat more readily. Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. My name's Patrick Ferguson, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.